Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 on a beautiful Saturday morning in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Good morning, Greg. Well, it's just great to be here. We're all together again in one spot. Well, sort of. Where's uh, where's our local expert? He's usually in here by now. Well, yeah, he'll be in here in a little bit. Okay, we're talking about Alan Hill. Alan, I have a sub. I don't know what all went on last week, but I'm sure he he done good. But we'll find out from him. But I think not, they liked it last week. Yeah, they it? went to Lake Greenwood last week. Greg uh, Greg was off last week, so he uh, he probably didn't know that. But yeah, they, well, uh, I'm glad you're feeling better, Greg. Well, it's just getting old's not fun. You got when the doctors give you medicine like blood pressure medicine and stuff. You got to learn to read the directions. It helps. And I got a bad habit not reading directions, so Berta finally read directions, and and now I can take it, and it it it, it works a lot better. So, Good morning so. to you, Ronnie. Good morning. It, it is beautiful out there today. And I tell you, we're going to probably have a nice, smooth show because I'm on the other side of the console, and we're just going to let Ronnie push the button. Well, you know I... you just jinxed it. <laughs> no, I don't, think it uh, I don't think I can jinx you. I want to tell you right off the bat that we have a lot to cover today, but we have a very, very special guest, and I'm going to set it up. I'm excited about this. Right now, so I don't have to uh, talk about it when he's here uh, on the air with us and it's going to be a few minutes because we're going to bring him on early it's paul dallin back now paul we've had paul's father on earlier this year a wally senior who almost won indian 75 and won a lot of indy car races and of course wally dallin back jr drove for bud moore and we have him on all the time i don't i don't think we've actually had him on this year but we've been in contact with him to get his father and his brother and uh, and we will have Wally on later, but Paul Dallenbach, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago when that fella Colin Dunn uh, lost his life at Pikes Peak on the motorcycle, while he was about to set the record again, you know, with uh, within twenty yards of the finish line, you know, he, he had a terrible crash and lost his life, and we've been all through that. But it's got me to thinking about Pikes Peak and looking into it. And finding out that it's the second oldest motor race, continuously run motor racing event in the in the United States. It's been going since 1916, so this was the 97th annual this year. And um, I started looking to see who we could get on the show that had uh, at least gone up it or was familiar with it. Well, it tar- turns out that that Wally Dallenbach won the thing one year, I think in the early 90s. But Paul Dallenbach, his brother, has won it six times. That's unreal. And he's also uh, uh, does active actively does uh, movies. He's been in the Fast and Furious movies as a stunt driver. He's got quite a, a resume in uh, in Hollywood. He does car commercials a lot, and he's just a really really busy person. And the best thing about it is he's active. I mean, he did it. He was there right this year and and participated. And there's a lot about him on but now, a lot of his success. Is not common knowledge among a lot of us because it was in Europe, right? 
No, it's almost all here. Now, he raced in Europe, but okay. the, what the problem is, nobody knows about Pikes Peak. Yeah. I mean, you know, east of the Mississippi anyway. It's it's a tremendous, huge event. And I, you know, went off on it a couple of weeks ago and last week about, uh, you know, how the, the fans stand on the side of the road and the cars go zipping right past them and, and how, how you know, how in the world have 100 fans not been killed during this thing? Well, I'm betting he's got some insider knowledge. He can tell us definitively one way or another the question we have been asking. Well, and here's another thing about it. I've done some research. and They do have seven areas where you can stand. Now, the cards are still zipping by you, and you could still be in the wrong place at the wrong time. But they have designated areas, uh, you know, the times you can get there. Once you get there, you're there. You're not supposed to be crossing the track and... There's a whole list of rules on uh, for the spectators at Pikes Peak. But still, on the other hand, it looks like the Mexican road race when you're just looking at it. And the, the fans are very close. And uh, and and Paul Dahlenbach, and I please don't call him Wally. <laughs> I'm talking no, to myself not. here because it's going to be tough. I, gotta, I, I just about did it then, call him Wally, and I've got to call him Paul. Paul... As he stands alone among the three dialing box. Um, I mean, uh, Dad was a great Indy driver. The son, Wally, was a great Trans Am driver. And Paul is a championship six-time winner at Pikes Peak in the unlimited division. So we're going to have him on. And what we're going to do is we're going to take our breaks early so we can get him on and talk to him as long as possible. We've got a lot to cover today with the race at Daytona last Saturday that went on into Sunday and uh, and all the other action. So stay tuned. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 in Spartanburg. Start Your Engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASE certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay. 
So for the rest of you, download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Delicious food at great prices. That's what you'll find at J&G Restaurant, located at 462 West Henry Street in Spartanburg. Be sure to try out the ever-popular Pig 4, where you can choose four breakfast items that include gravy biscuits, pancakes, home fries, and much more for only $7.25. They also serve a variety of breakfast sandwiches, including the pork chop and gravy biscuit. For lunch, try out their salmon and grits combo. J&G also serves mouth-watering burgers and hot dogs. That's J&G Restaurant, open Wednesday through Sunday. Call them at 864-308-1730. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Get Star Spangled Savings every day in July at Greer Nissan. Red, white, and new means great savings for you. Get up to $1,000 Nissan cash on select new Nissan trucks. Like the new 2019 Frontier and Titan SB. Drive away today for as low as 1.9% APR for 60 months. Plus, save even more with holiday bonus cash and red tax savings. The 4th of July savings are every day in July at Greer Nissan. Visit us today or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba. Or call at 864-810-4528. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your haircut like you like it and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors, mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. This is Derek Scott, the voice of the Gamecocks, and you're listening to Spartanburg's home for South Carolina sports. Fox Sports 1400, now on FM 98.3. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 on FM at eighty at 98.3 and around the world on the uh, Listen In app, the Tune In app. And it is my extreme pleasure to uh, welcome on the show another dialing back. We've had yes. two already this year, but I tell you what, we might have saved the best one for last. And that's Paul dialing back. And, and he's going to... He's going to tell us a lot about something that we've just, I have become fascinated with in the last month or so, and that's Pike's Peak. And um, good morning, Paul. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And I'll tell you what, now we had your dad on to talk about Indy back in yeah. May, and we have Wally on uh, 
We haven't really had him on this year yet, but we've uh, we've contacted him so we could get the rest of his family members on. So uh, so we really appreciate you coming on. And I got to tell you, I've um, two things have happened over the last couple of weeks. I've been blown away by Pikes Peak itself. I thought I knew something about it, but I didn't. And then when I saw your credentials, I'm just I'm I'm in awe. So uh, we appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a cool race. It's very unique. Um, you know, it's just a uh, it's our Indy 500. You know, it's our little you know time of year that we we get to to show the world what we can do. But uh, it's um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work and uh, dangerous and. Everything all wrapped in one, so it's it, uh, it. I love doing it every year. Yeah. Oh, it, it the thing that amazed us so much is how uh, like it's, it's after Indy, so it shows what you guys can do. It's literally an international event. I yeah. mean, if you look at some of the people that participated in it, uh, it it's just it's just incredible. I've heard of it all my life, and I'm being yeah. paraphrased, but I might have seen it on TV a couple of times, but. You would think that that should be one of the crown jewels, or you know, out of the top six or whatever races. But uh, it's just incredible. We got looking around, and you won the thing six times. They're doing all forward commercials and stunts and different yeah. things, and uh, we just tickled to have you on the show today. Well, yeah, now I'm up to ten wins after this last week. Oh man, class wins. I've won three times overall. I once held the overall record when it was all dirt. And, um, we, uh, you know, we run in the open wheel class and then there's an unlimited class, which, you know, basically is, uh, no rules, but the open wheel class, we have to weigh a certain pound per cubic inch. Um, wings can only be so big, even though they're huge. Uh, uh, but we are limited a little bit, but, um, you know, sometimes, like, there was actually a chance this year we could have won overall, and we, we thought we had a chance, and then we had a little uh, fuel issue where we weren't getting fuel pressure up top. It was kind of fluctuating, but uh, we still end up ended up winning the class. But back in the day, in the, in the late 60s and early 70s, it was actually part of the championship trail as far as USAC went. So... I did not realize um, that. I didn't either. Yeah, so that's one of the reasons why Mario Andretti ended up uh, running the race a few times because to win the, the national championship, this that was part of of it, you know, to, to collect points. Um, so, you know, through the years, it's had its, it's, had its, um, its ups and downs as far as, you know, the support of, you know, what the race meant. But international, the the... It's huge. I mean, you go to, um, you know, Australia, New Zealand, um, Germany, France. It's 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 huge. And of course, once it was all dirt, you know, a lot of the rally guys used to come over, and um, they paved it. Not the race didn't pave it. You know, the the actually the Sahara the Sierra Club had it paved because they said that you know to maintain the road they had a keep bringing dirt up and they said it was killing the trees and all this stuff but um you know instead of stopping the race we just had to adapt the cars or bring up different cars to to race because now it's a full-on crazy road race almost like the isle of man so um yeah ken i I recently read that uh 
they're considering eliminating the motorcycles from the event. Yeah. Is that something yeah. that has come up before, or is this something new? Yeah. It's something new. Um, you know, my dad actually brought the motorcycles back back in the early 90s after an absence of about 15 years because of there were, there were deaths. But at that time, they were running 40 bikes at a time. Then they brought it back, and they were running five bikes at a time, and then they kept on doing it as, you know, they, they ended up doing it just one bike at a time. But when they paved it, uh, I think we've had four deaths in the last six years on bikes. And, um, you know, because there's nothing protecting you, and it's just all rocks once you go off. And this year was a shock because, you know, Carlin Dunn was one of the best. So it shows that, um, you know, it can happen to anybody. And uh, he, it happened for him, you know, 20, 20 yards from the finish line where he hit a bump. And that was the pro- that's the problem with the paving. Up there, the, the the road changes, and it changes every day uh, with the frost. So the, the it it freezes and then it thaws and it just moves and it's it the bump the bump was bigger that day than it was the day before when we all went up and looked at it. So um, the last mile is really bad right now, where it's, where it's pretty bumpy. So um, and the reason why they're trying to eliminate it is uh, you know is insurance. There's, the, the hill climb is having a hard time um, getting insurance in the first place, and you know this just adds to the difficulty. We're talking to, excuse me, I just want to let everybody know we're talking to Paul Dallenbach, uh, now ten-time winner at Pikes Peak, and unfortunately, Paul, the thing that got us interested was uh, this is a weekly show, and I we okay. we try to touch on every form of motor racing, and, and some sadly get left out. Uh, but yeah. it was brought to our attention a couple of weeks ago when Carlin Dunn did have his accident, and and being within sight of the finish line made it all the more uh, you know terrible, if that's possible. And yeah. and so we got to looking into it, and I started looking at things on online and and how close the fans are to the track, and and really being ignorant about it, and having heard about it all my life, and seeing. Uh, Parnelli Jones go up it in uh, Bill Strop's Mercury, you know, back in the 60s. And, and the Unser's winning it every year. I think you couldn't be an Unser if, if you didn't win Pikes Peak. So uh, uh, that's what got us interested in it. And then last week yeah. I talked a lot about it as I had done more research and tried to figure out who we could get on the show that had at least been up it. And then I find out that uh, Wally won it. And, and he said, well, you need to talk to my brother. That's what he told yeah. Greg. So uh, we thank you so much. I want to ask you, uh, that car that, now I'm, I think I was looking at the one from this year because I watched a lot of, I went up that hill with you several times over the past week. I can tell you that. And it's, it's hair raising. It's incredible. Um, and I've got a lot of questions about it. But, I mean, what is that that you're driving? I mean, that is a beast of a race car. So, so it's, there was a, guy, a gentleman named uh, John Wells, and he built most of the open wheel cars back in in the seventies and eighties. And that's what it originally was was a Wells Coyote. So when they started uh, turning the the road dirt, um, because it took twelve years to pave the road, um, we slowly changed the car. So we ended up putting a an IndyCar an IndyCar gearbox in it. We uh, carbon fiber body works. We built our own wings. Uh, we put tunnels underneath. We did skirts on the side. And each year we do something something a little bit different. 
um, just to get more downforce and, and suck it to the road. So it's a ground the effects car about, too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's completely ground effects car. We run a small block Chevy. Um, we're talking about going to the old V6 Buick um, Indy engine that uh, ran in the 90s because we have a few of them. Um, but that, that's the great thing about Pikes Peak is it's not a spec series. You know, unlike, you know, NASCAR, which is basically spec, and IndyCar, which is spec, you can just build whatever you want because there's a class that you'll be able to fit in. If you want to just go completely extreme, you can go in the unlimited class. Um, so it's kind of cool where you can have some guy build a car in a garage, draw it up on a napkin, and compete against the factory um, effort. And... uh and it's amazing when you look at the top top five in qualifying this year. Really, the, from second to fifth was separated by about a second and a half after a three-minute and 50-second run. And they were all completely different cars. Some turbo, some four-wheel drive. Um, you know, some had wings. Some was a, you know, it was completely different. But at the end of the day, they all become pretty close because... Some cars have strength in the, in the on the straightaways, some in the corners, and uh, yeah, it's that's what the car was was originally a, a Wells Coyote. And if we were to start over, probably do something different. Like if we were to start from ground up again, but this car seems to be fast, and um, we're always in contention every year, so um, we're sticking with it. Yeah. Well, Paul. Uh, oh, by the way, we're talking to Paul Dolan back on the show today. Fascinating, yes. Uh, it sounds to me like, Paul, that it, it, there's a lot more flexibility in what y'all can do to the cars out there, unlike a lot of other yeah. series, where a lot of other series are trying to make everything the same. Uh, y'all yeah. have the flexibility of, and the creativity to do uh, ground effects cars. I mean, it sounds like you can do anything from kind of like a NASCAR-type deal to, to all the way to Formula 1. So that, that, that makes it even more interesting to me right there. Yeah, there's um, there are a couple. Uh, Tommy Boylu this year, uh, they acquired all the furniture row, most of the furniture row cars from last year, and they built the car out of all their <laughs> leftover stuff. So, um, and he went up there this year, and he got rookie of the year, and they put a turbo uh, V8 together, and um, and they put him in the Pikes Peak Open class, and and that's what what he ran now. Back in the day, uh, back when I, about 10 years ago, we, we twin-turboed a, uh, our V8, and we ended up having 1,400 horsepower, and uh, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> oh, man. I had a pretty oh, big accident, and that, <laughs> it, it was, it was uh, I had my throttle stick, and you can see the, if you just YouTube, Paul Dolenbach crash. I've uh, watched it several times, yeah. and I showed it to the boys yeah. in the lobby before the show started. And uh, yeah. you were talking about <laughs> killing trees earlier. I'd say that you took about five or six of them down about 10, 10 feet off the ground. I took I took nine out. I cut five and a half and knocked four more over. Um, when all was said and done, after I got airlifted out and, you know, I came to my senses, I was, uh, um, I only had three stitches in my hand. Um, Unbelievable! I got, I got pretty lucky, and then the next year I came back and won, so I didn't learn anything. Like that. <laughs> uh, but, but that, was, that was a mechanical was, problem, right? Yeah, the throttle stuck. Stuck. Well, I mean, right, right off the bat, you hadn't been right a mile, off. I don't think. 
I, it was, I went around turn one and it was, I was like short chipping because the tires were cold. Got around the corner where I had a straightaway, went to full throttle. And when I went to, you know, break a little for the next corner, it just went straight. It was a, it happened so fast from, you look at the GoPro from the camera on yep. the car. You slow it down. It was basically two seconds from the time I realized it was stuck to, to when I hit the first tree. Um, and it was, I remember every bit of it now. And, uh, you know, it was, it, it didn't hurt. You know, it was kind of peaceful. <laughs> if, if uh, you know, it was just like, wow, what happened? And, uh, you know, what, and I probably wouldn't have gone back if I knew it was my fault. I probably would have been done. But since I knew it was a mechanical and it was out of my control, you know, I, you know, I, I went back, but, uh, I got a feeling you'd have gone so back fun. no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I keep telling my wife it's the last time I'm going to go up. I keep going up. So I told her this year, this was the last time, but we're already talking about doing. <laughs> well, one of the things that amazes year. me about the, the whole course is not that there's some guardrails, but that there's so yeah. few guardrails. Well, yeah, in fact, you know, in the when I first started, there there were no guardrails, which made it really tricky because when you start getting above tree line, you have no reference point. So the corners look alike when you're coming up to them. So you, you come up to them, and it could be a hairpin or a kink. And if you didn't know the, the road very well, which it would take like three years to learn the road, that was a question I had. Six turns, yeah, it's like 156 turns. We didn't have simulators back then. We didn't have you know what they have today where these drivers can go there go to the, a lot of these tracks and they're already you know 90 percent there on on what the road looks like back then we just had to drive the road up and down and and to learn it there were very few in-car cameras even back then but as they added the, the uh, pavement they they put up some guardrails in the that they make it easier for for the rookies because you can you know whenever you see a guardrail you know that you better slow down. But there's not that many. <laughs> there's not many of them. There's probably no. There's not four or five as you go up. But on the other side of those guardrails, it's a long way down. It's, oh. it's pretty crazy. We're talking to Paul Dallenbach. Paul, I'm looking at some things here that uh, uh it's twelve point four two miles, one hundred fifty six turns. Um, and it was, as you said, completely paved, I think, after 2011. Yeah. Is the record holder, did anything happen this year? And I think I've got the most no. um, uh, in, the most recent information here. Is it still that electric Volkswagen? Yeah. So I mean, that's it, that's it. you talk about technology and the future and things like that. And, of course, I want to hear a honking, roaring, you know, V8 yeah. or something or a V6. But I watched the video of that thing, you know, several times this week going up, uh, going up Pikes Peak, and um, uh, Roman Dumas drives it or drove what I was looking at, and it's a, yeah. it looks like a spaceship, and it's electric, and it, it doesn't hardly make a noise, and it holds the track record. Yeah, they have to put on a a uh, beeper a or something, don't they? Yeah, to warn warn the people that it's coming. But yeah, they spent about forty million dollars. Um, to come up and break that record, and they did. And they, it's. They said they could even go another ten seconds faster. So I guess that's room for somebody else to come up and spend the money. But you know, our budget's small. We we run about twenty five thousand dollars each year to 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 do it, and and uh, you know, bang for the buck. I'd rather 
do it <laughs> do it our way. But uh, that car was is amazing, and they went over to uh, uh, Goodwood this year, the Goodwood Festival of Speed, and they've had a record there since 1999 in a Formula One car, and it's just a small hill climb, which we've done twice, and the record was a 41.9, and they did a 39.9, so they broke that record by two seconds on that short of a run, so that car is just absolutely insane. Needs a Varun motor on it. Man, man, man Perry yeah. used to race bikes when he was a kid. I always run last, and I had my tail bicycle and had a motor that made some noise. But uh, <laughs> to me, the noise has got a lot to do with it. And it reminded me of the turbine at Indianapolis a little bit because it was so quiet. Yeah. And, uh, or, or when you uh, cut one off clean on the back stretch at Darlington and you come coasting into the pits and nobody knows you're coming. I mean, that's dangerous yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, it's, it's, uh, and, and the crazy thing about Pikes Peak over the years, you know, people run across the road there's a video that you can see when um uh the peugeot went up a couple years ago uh when he broke the record um sebastian Lowe, and there's like four guys running across the road right before he comes comes around the corner and you know it, it's crazy in that year of sebastian Lowe when he went up um you know i look at my in-car camera which i was driving a hyundai that year for uh, Reese Millen and uh, the people were just lined all the way up the road and I actually had to alter my line a couple times as I came around the corner because people were standing right there on the road I mean just right a foot from the road and they eliminated that they started putting fencing up and now they have spectators zones where to stop that just because insurance and, and i looked at that last, i looked at that yesterday and I, I think they've got like seven different spectator areas but still i mean you're right there i mean uh, you're, yeah. you're you're <laughs> you're not at all uh, it might be yeah. better than it was but you're you're you got to pay attention if you go off you you still can get into them um but at least they're not standing on the road right because there was no control you can't have so many people uh uh, stewards or whatever telling people to get back and they don't listen and in the altitude you know people get a little goofy as it is and they have a few cocktails and they get really goofy and they don't pay attention and uh you know they just walk on the road and european style you know back in the back in the 80s with the old rallies you know people would try to go out and touch the card yeah. i've never had that happen um but you know it reminded me of films i've seen of the mexican road race back in the 50s yep. with uh uh, Vukovic and everybody, but you know, one of the, uh, this is something else that just blows me away, Paul. And we're talking to Paul Dallenbach, who has been so gracious to come on our show. I mean, you're talking about not just a champion, but he is the current champion. Um, you can leave the starting line and it be 72 degrees. Uh, I'm not going to say this happens every year. And by the time you you go across the tree line, and uh, by the time you get to the finish line. Um, what's the elevation difference? I know it's several thousand feet, but it could be snowing at the finish line. I mean, yeah, what is that all about? That's crazy. It, it is crazy, and it does it almost every year. So it's 14,110 feet. Uh, I think it's now 14,115 feet. I think the, the mountain grew a little bit. but um, <laughs> Oh, great. It, 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 the start line's around 9,500 9, feet. And yeah, you're exactly right. It could be 75 degrees at the bottom, like it was this year. And by the time I got to the top, it wasn't too bad. But they had a 
cut a lot of the cars short because it started hailing and snowing again up top. And um, so they, they had a, uh, a lot of the cars only ran to halfway. But, um, yeah, it, it, and it's almost every year. Uh, the afternoon, 12.30, 1 o'clock, rain and snow showers roll in and uh, and hit the mountain. And it, it's, uh, they try to get the race back time, but this year with all the delays, they had three flight for life. Um, uh, in the morning and every time the helicopter leaves, they have to wait for it to come back, right. um, before we can start again. And, uh, I took that helicopter ride once and that, that was the scariest part of my whole crash. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you don't want to do that again. Yeah, go ahead, but, Greg. But, but more would have trouble changing jets on the way up that mountain when the temperature yeah. got colder. I don't think there'd be yep. no time for, for those types adjustments on, on the way up there. I just thought I'd throw that in, but yes. We amazing. have a dial a jet that we, because we're a mechanical fuel injection, so we're not electronic. We we didn't go and buy the computers. And so I changed the the, the settings about three times on the way up. So um, it's just a little click. Take your hand off the steering wheel and click it. It's real quick and easy, but... Well, as you go up like that, you're you have to have some way to, to to work with your fuel because the the atmosphere changes so, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know you can get away with it and not do it, but you know your your engine's blubbering up top, and uh, but yeah, we 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 change it. You know, next year we might if we go to this turbo V um, six Indy Turbo, which uh, will give us nine hundred horsepower, pretty solid from um, bottom all the way to the top because right now without a turbo you know we lose probably 30 percent as we go up up the hill and um you know it's we'd like to the turbos kind of beat me up top so um you know this year we we had our own issues with the fuel but uh yeah the turbochargers and and have a little bit of advantage up there and electric has advantage because they don't lose any power at all exactly uh, I, I have so many questions yeah. left for you and you've only got up like a, a minute and a half but i want to get I, I gotta ask you what was more fun dirt or asphalt the dirt was the dirt was a lot more fun it was a lot safer um the road was wider um because when they paved it they they didn't pave from edge to edge so it made the corner sharper so now you're you know, now it's a road race, and my background is actually road racing. I did a lot of, you know, Atlantics and in, in Indy Lights and Daytona, Daytona twenty four hours and stuff like that. So the transition for me was pretty easy. But for the pure fun of it, that road was so much fun when it was dirt. It was just it had such a great flow, and that's what attracted people internationally um, to come over was this great, huge dirt road, um, and it was smooth as can be, and. Uh, Unfortunately, can't go back to that, but we do have a five-race hill climb series in Colorado that we do that is uh, all dirt. Um, and I have another car that I, I just use for that. And uh, so we do get our kicks off still with the with the dirt racing. So, um, But, yeah, when Pikes Peak was dirt, there was nothing better. Paul, I tell you, I, I, we need another hour with just you. Thank, I know you're busy. Um, and because you're active and we didn't even touch on Hollywood and the stunt driving and fast and furious and all the other things, the Ford commercials that you do just, I don't know when we've ever had a more fascinating interview with a more personable, uh, individual and 
call down about. Thank you well, so much for coming on. I I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for having me. And we, yeah, I just ended up doing that Ford versus Ferrari movie coming out. So looking forward to seeing how that turned out. I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, and right now we're doing a Ford truck commercial for about a week up here in Portland. So. Um, I, I work for everybody, whoever. <laughs> well, you work for us today, and I tell you what, yeah. thank you so much. And please come on again because I. I'd love uh, to. I appreciate it. The, I tell you what, we we need to have a dialing back on about once a month. There's plenty of you to go around, and you're all fascinating. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about yeah. it. But Paul, thank you so much. This is this has been a learning experience. Absolutely, a lot of things, and uh, I can't well, thank you enough pleasure. for taking your time out of your busy schedule. But thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Paul. That was Paul Dallenbach, and I'm telling you what, I don't know we've ever had a better interview than that. He's a, and I I didn't get to ask him about the purse. You know, what are they, uh, Volkswagen makes a $40 million electric car, you know, so what are they getting out of it other than, you know, just the the experimentation? I know they're not going to make their money back running up a hill. No, but that will transfer into... Oh, absolutely. Well, we used to call it Detroit, but I don't know where they're making their Toyotas. But I think it will transfer to the street. You know, I had one other question. for. I had a lot of other questions, but I think about the only thing that could be more exciting would be if they had the race down the hill. But we'll talk about that maybe <laughs> next year. We're going to take a break right now and come back and have our... Uh, aren't we? Yes. Yes. <laughs> have our NASCAR expert and insider and racing insider in general that's going to tell us what in the heck we saw last week at Daytona. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Lined in the gap, the right center to the track. He's to the wall. Another grand slam home run. Catch the Gamecocks in action on the diamond all season long. Did he catch that ball? He did. Swing and a miss. He got it. Swung on, line drive, face hit to the wall. He looks up. It's gone. And you can put spurs on this one. Right here on your home for South Carolina baseball. Spartanburg's home of the Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Get Star Spangled Savings every day in July at Greer Nissan. Red, white, and new means great savings for you. Get up to $1,000 Nissan cash on select new Nissan trucks. Like the new 2019 Frontier and Titan SV. Drive away today for as low as 1.9% APR for 60 months. Plus, save even more with holiday bonus cash and red tag savings. The 4th of July savings are every day in July at Greer Nissan. Visit us today or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. Summertime is almost here, and that means it's time to get those swimming pools ready for summertime fun. 
Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney has everything you need to get your pool ready to go. Phillips and Long sells pool chemicals and parts, and they're an Aquabrite chemical supplier. They also sell Aquabot automatic vacuums. Phillips and Long also offers professional pool service. If you are too busy to clean and maintain your pool, they can do it for you. Get your pool summer ready. Call Phillips and Long today at 461-8511, like them on Facebook, or stop by and see them at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican Pelicans near you. Pelican Snowballs bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Star-Spangled Savings every day in July at Greer Nissan. Red, white, and new means great savings for you. Get up to $1,000 Nissan cash on select new Nissan trucks like the new 2019 Frontier and Titan SV. Drive away today for as low as 1.9% APR for 60 months. Plus, save even more with holiday bonus cash and red tax savings. The 4th of July savings are every day in July at Greer Nissan. Visit us today or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400, now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. Nelson, I don't know if you know it or not, but I made an executive decision last week, week and I uh, picked Justin Haley at the very last minute as my pick for the for the race. Yeah. <laughs> what last minute was that? <laughs> I uh, think it was the last minute of the last lap. It was on Sunday afternoon, actually. But no, that was, uh, I tell you what, I have no problem with the, because people have been winning races in the rain. Greg and, I, Greg and I were talking about this driving in this morning. So he won the race the way he won it. And, I, you know, it's happened before. 
But uh, what I have a problem with is still, and I've belly ached about it before, is this blocking stuff. I tell you what, taking out so many cars and changing the, just the complexion of maybe even the season, but but taking the changing the complexion of that race, just blocking, and and they they start it so early. Uh, you know, what do you think about that? I've been saying it for a long time. They're going to kill somebody. They need to stop it. Absolutely. I mean, other sports, other uh, racing uh, disciplines don't, you know, they don't do that. And they have a bellyache about that. And it seems like Formula One every week and uh, IndyCar doesn't do it either. I've got no problem beating and banging once, you know, when you're side by side at Martinsville or something. But just, you know, pulling down in front of somebody and you just can't, you can't do it without, you see what happened and it happens every time. So back to 1967, uh, you know, with Andretti winning uh, the 500, that's how he did it. That's where victory lane. Some of the drivers got hold of him and said, come back and you drive like that, you're leaving here in a box. <laughs> well, I tell you what, it's, uh, that was a lot of cars that they wrecked and, uh, and I, I, I can't defend, uh, I can't defend Austin Dillon for, for doing it. I just can't. And in, in fact, I think, I, I forgot he won a 600 one time, and I'm not here to badmouth him, but uh, the Daytona 500 he won, as far as I'm concerned, he took out Al Marola, you know, going into the, four, the third turn of the last lap to win that one. So, uh, you know, he's, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't much care for his driving style is about all I can say. Well, you know, it's a sign of the times, but it's got to change. If the drivers don't change it, NASCAR is going to step in and make a rule. And we do not want more rules. But if the drivers don't have common sense, that's what we got to do. No doubt about that, Nelson. Uh, we've seen drivers always had a code of respect. In certain tracks, you had certain places you didn't pass or certain places you didn't do this. But now you might do it on the last lap to win the race, but uh, you wouldn't do it lap after lap. And, and this blocking and this teammate thing, uh, that's, been, that's been out of hand. That's been out of head for ten, uh, over 10 years. Uh, I don't think anybody questions that. But, you know, Justin Heller is in the record book, whether you like it or not. You know, he's there. Uh, I have no problem with it. I don't either. Controversial one that way. Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, you know, they were talking about greatest upsets in history, and I heard them naming some off here and there. And uh, uh, and I won't uh, I won't get into all of them. But you know, the one I didn't hear, and this is neither here nor there, and that was uh, Dick Brooks when he won Talladega that year. And that wasn't a fluke. I mean, you know, he he had a under underfunded. Uh, car that, that nobody expected, you know, that it was a Plymouth. I think that may be the last big race that Plymouth ever won. And uh, and I just wanted to throw that out there. That I would put Dick Brooks, uh, although that race went the whole 500 miles, you know, that that was another great upset. Nelson, um, are you in Kentucky or are you uh, in North Carolina? No, I'm in North Carolina this week. Okay. So what about Kentucky? Uh, any, uh, any ramifications for... Uh, for what happened at Daytona, are they? I, I noticed there's 34 cars, which, uh, unless I've got a incomplete uh, starting lineup here, that's uh, that's to me shockingly low. No, 36 cars. Okay, well, 
that's uh, still kind of low. <laughs> right. Uh, well, it started, but we can start it off uh, on a sour note. Uh, the 52 truck was confiscated, and he had to go to a backup. They didn't like the way the uh, rear firewall and floor pan uh, was constructed. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, that got off to kind of a, a weird start. Uh, it's crucially from the 22 car. Uh, a steady car was ejected for an unapproved body modification. Uh, something to do with a rear end seat barrel, but don't know exactly what it was. The track itself, uh, they put traction compound down. And, uh, you know, turns one and two are 18 degrees, turns three and four are 14 degrees. Well, you know, I saw uh, uh, a little when I was. We had a storm in Spartanburg Thursday night, and I lost power, so I went out in the car and just turned on the radio. I was actually out there to charge my phone, and lo and behold, I just was playing around with the radio, and I found the truck race, which I didn't even know they. I, I figured they did broadcast the truck races on the radio, but they don't around Spartanburg, and. Uh, I don't know what distance station I had, but it was a pretty wild finish with uh, Moffat running out of gas with uh, two laps to go and Tyler Ankrum winning it. And I remember earlier in the year, he had a real good finish someplace. It might have been Daytona, but I remember us making a comment on the show that he had just graduated from high school earlier that very day. So uh, that's a... Uh, uh, he looked like a baby in victory lane, I got to tell you, but he's a, he's a race driver and he's a winner. Well, uh, no question. And then uh, last night, Cole Custer won. Uh, you know, it was his seventh victory uh, in the Xfinity Series and his fifth victory uh, this year. And one other thing, going back to the truck race, uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. I think it was, uh, oh, what is her name? I'm looking for it here. Is it Decker? Natalie Decker? Uh, Natalie Decker, yeah. She I got kind of upset. Uh and uh, ended up uh, flipping the hat off the head uh, and then storming away. Uh, Looked like a spoiled brat. She's got to learn to control her emotions a little bit more. Yeah, it was, and that was picked up. Yeah, Natalie Decker, uh, she was having a one-on-one conversation there with uh, Spencer Boyd after the truck race. And when they got through talking, I, I couldn't hear what they were saying. But um, she reached over and grabbed his hat and threw it on the ground. And when I was a police officer, I think you could call that assault. <laughs> but uh, That's right. Yes. You know, and uh, some other guy standing there, one of one of somebody with him, I thought, you know, they showed great restraint and told her to get out or cut it out or something like that. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of tempestuous, to put it, to put it mildly. Well... I uh, saw a remark uh, in one of the newspapers unrelated to racing uh, this week. said, women want equality, but, uh, you know, they get equality. And now, you know, a guy can hit a woman with no recourse. Uh, so, you know, don't ask for something that you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was a very bad look for her. And if she's looking for sponsorship, that wouldn't be a, a way to go. Let me uh, no, go ahead. But by the same token, uh, you know, Danica didn't do quite the same thing, but she confronted a number of the drivers uh, and got away with it because she was a woman. That's correct. And uh, so we'll see how it plays out in the long run. Danica's uh, 
As far as I know, she's got her quarterback now, so uh, she's pretty much out of racing except for Indy maybe once a year. Let's get our picks in, and uh, Nelson, I'll let you go first just in case you want to... You want somebody like Landon Castle or somebody, you know, uh, that's that's got a good shot at it. Well, I think I'll go with Bad Brad, uh, but it's going to be a choice up between him and Harvick, I believe, barring any problems. Uh, Ronnie, what do you think? Well, I'm going to go the other way, with, and I'm going to pick Harvick. Okay, he's taking Harvick. Um, Greg, think about who you want. I'll come right back to you. I will take... Uh, I'll take Logano. I mean, if I can't get 22, uh, two, I'll take 22. Alan Hill has joined us here for uh, his local bit coming up. He's over here doing his homework. But uh, who do you pick? I'll take the 18 car. He's going he's gonna to take uh, Kyle, Kyle Busch, um, probably a very wise move, and Gregory. I'm going back to good old rivals, 21 Wood Brothers, Menards. Okay, so we got our picks in. Um, well... Uh, the dark horse nobody picked was Daniel Suarez sitting on the pole and running very well. Well, actually, you've got a, a Hispanic front row with uh, Suarez and Almarola, followed by Keselowski, Bush, Harvick, Hemrick, Boyer, True, X, Dylan, Austin, and Kyle Bush. Um, well, so, go ahead, you, uh, Ron. Do you know why uh, the 88 car qualified so far back? He's no, about, about 24, I think. 22nd, what I'm looking at. He got loose coming off four. Oh, okay. No, there you go. There's your answer. Well, um, I know Loudon, I think, is coming up next week, which uh, is Greg's most unfavorite track. Uh, are you planning on going up there next week, or are you going to stick closer to home? That's a, that's a pretty long trip. Yeah, probably stick close to home, although... Uh, Mighty good lobster up there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard any of our interview before you. Uh, I think you might have been on hold for some of it with Paul Dallenbach. I mean, and that was, uh, it was he was fascinating. We we sort of done a, a Pikes Peak binge here the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I heard the uh, last few minutes of it. Uh, but, you know, talking about New Hampshire, uh, I believe Bob Bear is going to be... Uh, the, uh, you know, the honorary starter there who uh, you know, bought the old Briar Motorsports Park and turned it into New Hampshire uh, International Speedway. Right. Uh, so uh, when they first built it, uh, you know, the first race is a cup race, uh, Benny Parsons myself was sitting under uh, a pop-up doing the uh, radio qualifying. And, uh, Benny sitting uh, you know, the captain's chair and as qualifying goes on, he keeps sinking and sink. He sank through four inches of asphalt because it was so hot. Mm. Yeah, I remember those so, fir those first races up there. Uh, I think the first race was a, a bush race, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Bobby Labani flipped in that race. But um, well, Nelson, look. We appreciate you coming on. You're the best, and uh, you take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, sounds good. Enjoy the weather. Thank you very much. And that's our buddy uh, Nelson Crozier. Ronnie, who is he? He's the smartest man I know. Well, that's exactly right. And uh, we're glad to welcome in uh, Alan Hill. Alan, you going to do some racing this weekend, or are we going to be on the pontoon again? Uh, I think we're going to do a little racing. I just crawled out from underneath that race car about... 
five minutes ago and drove over here. Okay, and he's got a he's got his pad full of notes here, so he's ready to go. I'd like to say uh, at this point, something happened last week that I wasn't aware of. I'm ashamed of it. Nobody told me. I read the papers all the time, and I missed it. But I did not realize that Elmo Henderson passed away on April the 15th. I did not either. Elmo was a good friend of mine. We've had him on the show. I did a fabulous chapter on him in the the book about the independence that I wrote. And I'm just... I was just flabbergasted to find out that, that he passed away. And I try to keep up with um, with our, our local legends anyway and I don't know how I missed it and I don't know how nobody no no one told me so Elmo I love you I miss you and uh, we'll uh, we'll always be thinking about you and maybe later on in the year we can do a little more to honor you but right now we're going to take our one hour um, break and come back you're listening to start your engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg Spartanburg's home for Up Late with KB. Weeknights at 11 is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 460 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the memories. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Get star-spangled savings every day in July at Greer Nissan. Red, white, and new means great savings for you. Get up to $1,000 Nissan cash on select new Nissan trucks, like the new 2019 Frontier and Titan SB. Drive away today for as low as 1.9% APR for 60 months. Plus, save even more with holiday bonus cash and red tag savings. The 4th of July savings are every day in July. At Greer Nissan, visit us today or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC-certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. 
While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your ringtone. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines as uh, we push through on a beautiful Saturday that uh, I think all the tracks will be open today, I guess. Uh, We'll find out all about that from Allen Hill and uh, coming up in about 20 minutes. So let me just run over what happened uh, recently and what's going to happen. And we will start with the trucks who, as I said, I went out to charge my phone in my car and accidentally... And I mean accidentally picked up the end of the truck race on the radio when uh, uh, Brett Moffitt ran out of gas with two laps to go. And Tyler Ankrum, the 18-year-old, who uh, couldn't have been much more surprised, but uh, he did it. He won the thing in the uh, the, the uh, Buckle Up in Your Truck 225, which is a pretty interesting name for a race there. That one came out with... Uh, Tyler Ankrum was the winner. Stuart Friesen second. Harrison Burton, which is Jeff Burton's son, is third. Ross Chastain was fourth. Uh, Dylan Lupton was fifth. Austin Wayne self sixth. Brett Moffitt got some gas and finished seventh. Spencer Davis eighth. Jeb Burton ninth. And Johnny Sauter tenth. And uh, Jeb Burton now... He's obviously one of, I think that may be Ward Burton's son. I'm not sure. I don't think they're both Jeff Burton's son, but Ronnie's shaking his head. He doesn't know, and I'll have to find out. The point's shaking out on the trucks now. Uh, if I can get to it, I had it. And we uh, we already touched on the, the fact that uh, Natalie Decker sort of lost it there and jerked the hat off of that guy's head. And, uh, I don't well, think. they're going to have to do like... Uh the Rock did in WrestleMania when the uh, the woman slapped him in the ring. Uh-huh. He wouldn't hit her back, but he got Ronda Rousey out of the crowd. 
And she took care of business she, for him. She, she did his light work for her? Yeah. For him? Okay. Here's the point standers in the trucks. That's Grant Enfinger has got a 34-point lead over Stuart Friesen. Brett Moffat is third. Matt Crafton, fourth. Harrison Burton, fifth. Ben Rhodes, sixth. Austin Hill, seventh. Todd Gilliland is eighth. Sheldon Creed, ninth. And Johnny Sauter, the old-time veteran, is running tenth there. And... um I'm not sure exactly where the trucks will be next week. Let's look ahead here. And they will be in Pocono. And that may be a companion event with the IndyCars. Uh, find out more about that. That is not the case. But anyway, the trucks next race will be um, July 27th. So they do have a couple of weeks off uh, until their next race. Moving over to Xfinity. Now, they ran last night. And Xfinity cars... Um, had the Osco 300 at Kentucky, and Cole Custer was the winner. And I tell you what, it's either Cole Custer, Christopher Bell, or Tyler Reddick just about every single week in that series. <laughs> Cole Custer won it in not a particularly exciting finish, almost two seconds, which is a, a long ways this, these days. Christopher Bell was second. Tyler Reddick was third. Michael Annette fourth. Chase Briscoe fifth. Noah Cragson was sixth. Seventh was Justin Allgaier, eighth Ryan Truex, ninth Ryan Sieg, and tenth, who else but Justin Haley, fresh off of his Daytona win, which we're going to get to in just a minute. Our local driver and and um, favorite driver, Jeremy Clements, had a pretty decent day. He was sitting in a position to finish a little better than he did, but he came in 13th, which wasn't all that bad. He was the second car that was two laps behind. But the good news was that he finished ahead of the people he's trying to catch in the uh, in the point standings. As far as um, catching up, he is still in 15th place. Time's running out, and it's probably going to take a win for him to get all the way to, in the 12th place, which is where he has to be. But right now he's in 15th place with seven points uh, to 14th, which is Brandon Brown, and then 42 points to 13th, which is Gray Galding. I think he's got a fairly decent chance of catching both of those, but he's 137 points behind Brandon Jones, which is going to be tough. Brandon's going to need some bad luck, and... Jeremy's going to need some real good luck just to do it on points. If he wins the race, when we get to these road courses coming up, then uh, no sweat. He's in there. Now let's go to the cup race, which was last. They tried to run it last Saturday night. They couldn't get it in. And then they tried to run it last Sunday. Um, and they did get it in. Most of it. Most of it. Most of it. They... Um, only got in a, a... But most of them didn't seem to finish it. No. It was 127 laps is all they ran, and they needed to run 160. The weather was moving in. You could see it moving in. They had the normal slew of crashes. Um, blocking, I think, is a big problem. I know uh, Deb Williams tells us, well, if you want to have these stages, you can't have it both ways. You know, you want close competition. But there's, to me, there's a difference between close competition and driving like an idiot. When well, you're doing the, 200 miles an hour, you can't pull over in front of somebody. Well, and, and you got to remember, too, back before his death, Dale Earnhardt Sr. was the world's worst at blocking because everybody then hated him for it. Well, and it got him killed. I it, mean, he was blocking when yeah. that happened. But, and his two cars were, you know, going to win it anyway, Michael Waltrip and his son, Dale Jr. But 
you know, we're going back about 18 years to talk about that. So, uh, but yeah, it, it come, blocking brings up some, some bad results. And, and, and as I said, Formula One and Indy, don't, they don't put up with it. I think they do some things sometimes on the other end that we were talking earlier about a, uh, um, a blocking and that took a, a race away from, um, I can't remember who it was now, Max Verstappen, I think, over Lewis Hamilton in Canada. But anyway, they're just they're going to do something about it, like Nelson said, and it's going to be uh, whether the, whether you like it or not. Uh, before we go any further, got one guest we want to get on right here real quick. Good friend of ours, Roll Tide Terry, who came by this morning. Yeah, he did. He brought us a bunch of cookies. What you got going on there, Roll Tide? Thanks for the thanks for the gift. Hey, it's more than welcome anytime. We just that was a good interview, and we just been enjoying listening to Nelson and just listening to the program. It's it's pretty entertaining in, on Saturday mornings. Well, we just we glad y'all. We hope y'all enjoy it, and we'll be back to see y'all. Again. Well, thank you. Uh, if you saw all of our waistlines, I don't. Maybe you can bring up. I'm not saying bring us a salad, but that big old cookie you brought. <laughs> it's uh, it's already got some pretty big chunks taken out of it, and we appreciate it. And uh, Alan Hill's looking around here for it. It's right out there. It better be unless uh, unless the boys from the last show took it with them. Well, that could have happened. Well, I think they had their own, didn't they? <laughs> All right, Roll Tide, thank you for calling in and uh, tell a couple of other people so we'll have uh, an even five listeners. Uh, okay, five's not an even number. So okay. anyway, let's move on here. So Justin Haley, um, his veteran crew chief, um, what was his first name, David Suspenzo? Is it David? He uh, Anyway, he'd won the races before, I think, with Jeremy uh, Mayfield and some others, told him to stay out. And uh, he stayed out because they gave him the one-to-go flag, uh, a sign, finger, you know. And so everybody came in. Especially, they gave him the finger? They gave him the one, the the, the nice one finger. <laughs> and uh, everybody else, a lot of the others came in the pits. Most uh, prominently, I think, Kurt Busch. And as they made their pit stops, they came back out on the track and they, were, they got... Then they got the one-to-go sign, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. after everybody made their pit stop. Um, they had a lightning strike over at the airport, and they showed it, and you could see it. And, um, I mean, if it's within eight miles, they're going to they're gonna wait a half an hour. This was like uh, probably less than a mile or maybe yeah. about a mile. It was close. And so um, they parked them, and it started pouring down rain, and they never got going again. And Justin Haley, and only his third start... Um, with the Fraternal Order of Eagles Spire Motorsports Camaro, notched his first win, car number 77, and uh, good for him. Sometimes it's better to be lucky. Well, I mean, you know, he's not running for the championship, so he's uh, it's not going to get him into chase. And uh, it's just, you know, they don't tell you how much money they win anymore, but he... Uh, he probably won a bunch. Pretty good payday for that I, team. I imagine so. And uh, Alan's sitting here, and I tell he's got something to say. Well, I'd, I'd love for y'all to have been up there at Harris Speedway about three weeks ago because it got down to the white flag lap. Went off down in the third turn. Second place man decided to take the first place man out, but he kind of messed up. Took him out, too. Then about, I'd probably say about 50 yards behind him, here comes a uh, third and fourth car. 
third place car. He turned down because the other two was sticking up against the wall. He turned down, and fourth place man took both of them out. And you sit there, and the crowd was hollering, somebody's got to finish the race. Well, here comes the fifth place boy. <laughs> fifth place boy, he was, uh, he was three-quarters of a lap behind, but won the race. And guess what? He got the money and got the trophy. That's, That's right. it. Who was that? Do you remember? Uh, Brandall, uh, number 77 car. Well, again, 77 seems to be the key number right now well, for right now. pulling one out of the fire. Yep. So, uh, all right. So, Justin Haley, he was declared the winner, fair and square. And um, I don't think he got credit for leading. A, I don't know if he even got credit for leading a lap. Uh, they did give him credit for one. Somebody had to get credit for a lap. Yeah. Excuse me. Second went to William Byron. Third was Jimmy Johnson. So that's, uh, and fourth, Ty Dillon. So let's give Chevrolet the top four places, two of them being for Hendrick. And uh, Jimmy Johnson, of course, he uh, he needs some decent finishes. Uh, it's a tough way to get one. Fifth was Ryan Newman. Sixth was Corey LaJoy. Good finish for him and his uh, Mustang. Seventh was Eric Almarola. Eighth, Matt D. Benedetto. Nine was Matt, ninth was Matt Tiff in the Ron John Surf Shop 60th anniversary Mustang. And 10th was a much unhappy Kurt Busch who uh, didn't stay out. Yeah. So, looking at the points now for the, uh, and we're looking at the playoff standings, not the point standings. The win did absolute, absolutely no good for Justin Haley. It just took one away from the other guys. Well, let's put it this way. It did a lot of good for Justin Haley in his wallet. And, uh. And um, and in the history of NASCAR, he's a winner. Yeah, and it does a lot for that team. A lot of real good drivers Not never got a win. Did you listen to where the car owner there said that they actually went to the bank and borrowed $6 million to buy the charter and stuff? Well, you know, I, and I read something about that in the Charlotte paper this week. And there's people bellyache about everything you do. But there's a bunch of people up there bellyaching that, that they did it as a cash grab. So the, the thing would... Um, gain in value and they could sell it maybe for eight million well so what <laughs> i mean what in the world that sounds like a pretty dadgum good plan to me uh, that but, sounds like a wonderful but plan. what it was the people at spire motorsports had been hired by um the furniture road people to find a buyer and they couldn't do it and so the furniture road people said i uh, was a barney visser he says uh, well why don't you guys buy it so they looked at each other and went to the bank and got the six million bucks. But you know now they've now they've got to win. But uh, you know a cash grab. You know what? I, I, my whole life is a cash grab, and I, I'm not grabbing enough of it. I reckon. But you know I thought that was an extremely dumb thing to say. It's just that sounds like a bunch of sour grapes to me. Anyway, the playoff standings in the cup. Kyle Busch is first with four wins. Second, Martin Truex with four wins. The wins haven't changed since last week because Justin Haley's didn't didn't won't show up here. Joey Logano, uh, Brad Keselowski's third with three wins. Logano is fourth with two. Hamlin is fifth with two. Chase Elliott is sixth with one. Alex Bowman is seventh with one. And then on points, the next eight uh, or the next nine actually: Kevin Harvick, Kurt Busch, Eric Almarola. Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Larson, Clint Boyer, who's still having rotten luck. He tears up a car every week. And Ryan Newman. And last week, Ronnie said who would be next after that. And that's Daniel Suarez. And he's got the pole tonight. So could be a, could be a good night for him. 
He may have a little extra incentive tonight. Well, he will. I'm sure he will. And so, let's move on. Now, Indy hasn't run in a couple of weeks. They will run tomorrow. The Honda Indy uh, Toronto uh, qualifying, I think, is this afternoon. That race will be on NBCSN at 3 o'clock. So, uh, since the Cup boys run tonight, the uh, Indy runs tomorrow afternoon, and that will give you something to watch there. The point standings... um, as we speak, is uh, Joseph Newgarten is first, Alexander Rossi second, Simon Pagino third, Scott Dixon fourth, Will Power fifth, Takumo Sato is sixth, Ryan Hunter Ray seventh, Graham Ray Hall eighth, James Hinchcliffe ninth, and Felix Rosenquist, the rookie, is tenth. And so uh, that's, uh, I was looking at the other rookie, which is Santino Ferrucci. He's 12th, and he actually had a real good finish a couple of weeks ago. But uh, that's the Indy guys, and they will be up in, on the road course in Toronto tomorrow at 3 on NBCSN. Formula One. They run at Silverstone in England tomorrow. And uh, they, I think, wrapped up qualifying at 10 o'clock. I don't know who won the poll, but uh, I could make a good guess. I won't, though. But that point standings, it's still uh, way out front as Lewis Hamilton, although he did not win the last race. Uh, Valerie Bo- Valtteri Bottas, his teammate, is second. Max Verstappen is third. Sebastian Vettel, fourth. And Roger Leclerc in the Ferrari is fifth. Sixth, Pierre Gasly. Seventh, Carlos Sainz. Eighth, Lando Norris, ninth, Kimi Reckonen, and tenth is Daniel Ricardo. And looking on down at the miserable Haas cars that have had no luck here lately. Actually, Kevin Magnuson is 12th and Roman Grosjean is 17th. One of the uh, team owners, uh, one of the executives, I'm not sure how what percentage of the team he owns for um, the Haas team, came out and said some real, real nasty tweets about uh, what was going on with their team and how pathetic they were and something about sponsorship and on and on and on. And so they uh, they invited him to leave the company. So he's not with the company anymore. And it showed him out there on the pit road and he uh, got a long beard, which is nothing against long beards, but uh, he's uh, probably going to have a lot of time to let it grow longer before he gets hooked up with another team. They run tomorrow morning at 9.10 on ESPN2, and that will be the British Grand Prix. We'll talk about some more stuff in the the next, uh, after the next segment, which will be Alan Hills, but right now we're going to take a break and come back on the other side with uh, everything happening locally. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirits apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirits, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's west side, where customer service is the difference. This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you grab it. Now that just sounds like a paper bag, but to Nate, it sounds like... Because Nate hooked himself up like a champ. 
and proved you can save on the delicious food you crave. Wake up to the freshly prepared McChicken Biscuit or the sweet and savory taste of the new Chicken McGriddles. Just $1.59 each. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck-on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican's near you. Pelican Snowball's bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I plant I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John D. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. I plant I. Get Star Spangled Savings every day in July at Greer Nissan. Red, white, and new means great savings for you. Get up to $1,000 Nissan cash on select new Nissan trucks. Like the new 2019 Frontier and Titan SB. Drive away today for as low as 1.9% APR for 60 months. Plus, save even more with holiday bonus cash and red tag savings. The 4th of July savings are every day in July at Greer Nissan. Visit us today or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Open Mic Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. A keen grasp of reality. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Kind of laid back. Well, I'm what? telling you what, I think that sounds like we got a late night radio show here, <laughs> and we're going to talk about something other than uh, auto racing. racing. Yeah, but that's not the case. We got Alan Hill here, and uh, I think they're going to stay out of the muddy waters of Lake Greenwood and do some racing. So, uh, yep. Alan, what you got? Well, I got uh, some of the results. I've only got one racetrack from last week. Uh, you know, everybody knows that Cherokee Speedway, they was off last Saturday night because they run on uh, July the 3rd, and I've done give that results. But uh, since Cherokee was going to be off last Saturday night, Traveler's Rest actually moved theirs over to Saturday night. So I'm fixing to give you the results of Traveler's Rest Speedway last Saturday night. Let's go to Renegade Stock 8. 
It went to first place, went to Josh Burgess. Uh, second place went to Michael Barbary. Third place went to Kenny Hutchins. In the Crate Sportsman Division, we went to Dustin Taylor first place, Colton Demsdale second place, and Timmy Smith was in third. Limited Sportsman, which is a favorite division of mine. First place went to Tony Pierce. Second place went to Greg Demsdale. Third place went to Brian Carswell. Thunder Bomber, first place, Josh Helms. Second place, Timmy Smith. Third place, Johnny Westmoreland. Front Wheel Drive went to first place, Travis Jamison. Second place, Wayne Court. Third place, Chris Coggins. Pure Stock Division, we went to Danny Sexton. Second place, Kevin Nations. Third, Nate Jackson in the 21 car. Okay, TR Speedway last night uh, was rained out. They were supposed to have the wing sprint cars there again and uh, got a phone call about 5.30 and guess who was sitting out in the parking lot? That The same fellow. That same, Mr. Wilson? Mr. Wilson. That dumb. <laughs> he called me about 5.30. He said, hey, these gates are closed over here and I thought you said they were going to have a race at Traveler's Rest and I looked it up on my phone right fast and Evidently, they had a shower of rain over about 3.30 on a Friday afternoon, and they had the wing sprints coming, and them boys travel a long ways from, you know, to get there. So, to keep them boys from traveling, you know, they go ahead and try to call it off early, but they'll reschedule them boys on for later in the, the month, and I'll give you an update on that. Poor Mr. Wilson. Uh, don't go there. <laughs> I told him, I said, just go up there and hit Highway 11 and take the scenic tour back home. <laughs> uh, Carolina Speedway last night was also called off last night because of rain. Everybody knows that rain showers is in the area because of all this hot weather. They're supposed to have the Schuyler Toll Memorial last night. They was going to have the Carolina Clash Super Late Malls there. Was going to plan on paying them $5,000 to win and was also going to have a Thunder Bomber division there that was going to pay $1,000 to win. All right, so uh, we got a little change up in the schedule this week. Uh, Harris Speedway is actually racing tonight. Limited Sportsman is going to be shootout number three. Going to pay $1,000 to win in Limited Sportsman. Young Guns, Pure Stock, Renegade 8, Seek a Thunder Bomber. This is their shootout number three, so they're going to actually pay another $1,000 in this Thunder Bomber division. They also got a Thunder Bombers Future Division there. They're going to run them boys. That's the boys that actually uh, have not won a race or not have not won a championship. Uh, front wheel drive, shootout number four. The V6 front wheel drive. The stock four is actually coming over here. So they're going to be a lot of racing up here at Harris Speedway tonight. Pit gates are going to be opening up at 4 o'clock. It's going to be $25 to get in. Grandstands will open up at 5 p.m. $12 to get in. Kids under 10 will get in free. Uh, like I say, uh, matter of fact, I uh, told y'all just a second ago, uh, we plan on making that trip up to Harris Speedway tonight. Try to see if we can get that $1,000. But from what I see, uh, Cherokee Speedway, they have actually moved their uh, division over till Sunday afternoon race because they got the Southern National Late Models coming down. They're going to pay them boys $10,000. Uh, Cherokee Speedway will also have limited sportsmen on the schedule. The open wheel modifieds, the Thunder Bomber Division. Over there, the gates will open at 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. For there, the stands is going to be $25. The pits are going to be $40. The driver's meeting will be at 
drawing over there is from 515 to 630. Also some... Uh, so, so, wait a minute, you're going to Harris today? Yep, we'll actually go to Harris today, and if, uh, well, actually, it's tonight. And uh, does that open up Gaffney for a Sunday? It, it may do it. All if, right. Uh, if things work out good at Harris, and uh, we're not up there too late, uh, this old man, he kind of likes his rest a little bit now. Yeah, but when you're hot, you're hot. You need to keep winning. Well, that's, uh, Strike while the iron is hot. Some more news in the... Uh, super late models. We had a big race down at Lancaster Speedway last week. Uh, some of our local drivers here, Ross Bells in the 87 car. That's a Barry Wright house car. Actually won that race down at Lancaster Speedway. Another close uh, competitor right here is Zach Mitchell in the 57. That's uh, the Clary Hood Grayton car. He finished second. Third place was Michael Brown. And fourth place was Dennis Franklin. The some of the other late-breaking news here in the Super Late Mile Division is that Scott Bloomquist, who has just recovered from his breaking breaking of his leg down at Daytona Speed Weeks and stuff, he has decided to step out of his car. Uh, permanently? No, not permanently. Oh, okay. Uh, I doubt Scott will be permanently, but uh, I broke this news about four weeks ago where Chris Madden has actually lost his ride or him and his car owner was not seeing eye to eye to thing, and now Chris Madden will be driving that zero car for Scott Bloomquist. Hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a big change. That is a big change. The Southern Nationals, which is going to be here at Cherokee Speedway tomorrow, they will be racing tonight at with Virginia. The Southern Nationals, I'm just going to give you, Perry, a little schedule of these Southern boys that race these super late models. They are racing tonight in with Virginia. They will be at Cherokee Speedway on Sunday afternoon, July 16th, which will be Tuesday. They are going to be at Smoky Mountain Speedway in Tennessee. Uh, July 19th is to be announced. July 18th, they're going to be at Tacoa Speedway. July 20th, they're at Scraven Speedway. July 21st, they're at Rome, Georgia. Uh, July 23rd, they at Tri-County. July 25th, they go to Crossville, Tennessee. July 26th, they go to 411. And uh, July 26th, they go to Tazewell Speedway. So is I mean, that sounds like the old Grand Nationals back in the 60s when they ran about three times. They're running every other day. They are actually running. This is uh, July. So them boys, uh, like I say, Ross Bales, he, uh, I talked to Barry yesterday or Lance. Lance right yesterday, they are actually headed to with Virginia today for the, the race up there, and then they said they would be coming back to Cherokee Speedway on Sunday afternoon, and uh, hopefully them boys will do good. These boys, these, they race for this $10,000, and you look at what they're doing right now, they've got uh, one, two, three, got about eight races in the month of July. Well, now, are these scheduled races or some of these makeups? No. These are scheduled. The one actually July 19th to be announced, uh, that was on uh, this coming, uh, what, Friday night? That is probably going to be like a makeup race in case they have to have it or whatever. But uh, these boys actually race hard. I mean, that sounds like it. And often. And often. Uh, if you mess around and have a bad night, does something like that, actually, uh, I seen where. Uh, Davenport was winning uh, the last year. He was winning actually the championship in their division, and uh, his competitor at the last race had a bad heat race. Tore his car up, actually lost the motor. 
So he pulled his backup car out, had to go to the B-Main, went to the B-Main, and actually crashed that car. And he actually, uh, don't get me wrong, Davenport and him said, if y'all want our backup car, y'all more than welcome to have it to make the make the field, you know, to see if, uh, you know, instead of, like Davenport said, I don't want to win a, a championship by, you know. Default. Is that the, what they call it? Bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, and listen, there's not a lot of sports that you would see something like this happen. Well, but you used to in... In stock car racing, I mean, it was built on a foundation of what I loved, why I'm always talking about the 60s and stuff like that and 70s, is helping each other out if you need it. That's well, exactly like what, what you got there. We were talking with Roll Tide Terry, who stopped by this morning before the show. Back when Wendell Scott was driving, he was his own pit crew. He, he scrounged for parts, and he'd have people just come by his pit and drop spare parts off for him. Do you... In 1973, I think, was the year Benny Parsons won the championship. I'm pretty sure it was. And early into the last race of the season, and Cale Yarborough was chasing him. And, I, you know, he had a pretty decent points lead. But right off the bat, early in that race, Benny had a wreck in, it, in his uh, LG DeWitt car. And it tore like the whole sheet metal. It tore the whole right side of that car off. And you had people pitching in from other pit crews, giving him sheet metal parts. They had to weld roll bars in there. I mean, they did everything they could and worked. And he finished over 100 laps behind, but he finished and still won the point championship and um, over Junior Johnson's car and, and, and LG DeWitt's underfunded car. And it was absolutely a case of everybody pitching in from different crews. There must have been five or six different crews working on that car. Um to get it going, to get him back on the track. And that's how Benny Parsons won the 73 championship. So I'm yeah. glad to see stuff yeah. like that. I'm glad it's still alive. Yep. Yeah. I've seen a little bit of it uh, Sunday before last. I was watching a little bit of the NHRA drag racing, and actually it got down to the top fuel, Steve Torrance. He was in the last race, and uh, here the another driver was. And uh, the other driver, he actually blowed his motor on the last pull, but he still actually won. But Steve Torrance, his daddy actually has a... Uh, top fuel dragster too, but he was already out early in the round. So Steve Torrance said, "Take my crew, take my motors, and go get ready for the main event, and or which they call main event to the final drag." You know, and whenever you see that in sports, you actually pull. You know, yeah. I mean, that's uh, the that's, that's the way it ought to be. That's the way it ought to be. Well, you know, um, and I noticed over here looking at your pad, you wrote down who we picked, and I didn't know that you did that. You, you're my, you're my, you're gonna keep me honest on this he's, stuff. He's our you? backup. Uh, I know it. I, I, I'm impressed. Like, I can't claim that I picked Justin Haley, you know, at the last minute because he's got it written down over there. He's, uh, my, he's my conscience. But no, what I was gonna say was. Um, now, all these races, they're running eight races in July, and you just read them off, and it sounds like every other day. But do they, um, is that all for the same points championship, yep. the same thing? Yep. They'll actually have a points championship. If you sign up to uh, sign with the Southern Nationals, it's kind of like the World of Outlaws, and it's kind of like the Lucas Oil Series. You sign up to run with these boys, and they actually have a points fund at the end of the year and stuff like that. Well, and, that, and that's what I was asking, because... Uh, why I was asking because if you tear a car up and you don't have a backup or, or whatever, I mean it, it's it. Not only is it financially 
costly, but it's going to cost you in the points chase. Now, I'm going to bet you of those races, I would be shocked if, if they ran all of them because, just because of the summertime weather. I mean, you know, I know right. they're, they're bouncing all over the southeast to run those cars, but, you know, if, 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 and the, the way it, Tropical it, Storm Barry, soon to be Hurricane Barry, yeah. coming ashore, there's no telling where in the country we're going to get rain. Well, it's just, it's just, it would amaze me if they could pull something off like that, racing that often in the middle of July, that they didn't have a rain out, but, uh, that's a, boy, I tell you what, that's reminiscent of the old days when wow. they'd run Spartanburg on Tuesday and, Columbia on Thursday and be at Asheville, Weaverville, Weaverville on Saturday, and then they go to Concord on Sunday. I mean, and that's the way in 1961 and around those years that, that they ran the Grand Nationals. And that's a that's a killer. Well, these boys are actually racing on dirt, so everybody says, you know, if it's raining, it's going to save on the water truck. You know, <laughs> these they boys put water on these race tracks as long as the biggest thing on these dirt tracks if you ever iron that racetrack out and get it smooth and stuff and then it comes to rain it, it just takes so long to re regroup that racetrack actually over here at Cherokee Speedway we've had some we've had a few rain outs and well not really rain outs the uh, the guy sitting there and he looked at the fans he said y'all actually stay with me they actually pulled a motor grader out there and actually pushed all the mud off the top of the racetrack to get it back down to a little bit of a drier mud and we went racing, but now it was at two thirty in the morning. Mm. Wow, a little late. And uh, but and, and you've told us so much earlier in the year about what it takes to get these tracks in uh, in shape. And it's not just uh, it's not just going out there and uh, and running around it and drying it up. You've got to uh, you got to put the soap suds and everything on there and, and get it just right. Yep, we're going we're gonna to keep these dirt tracks kind of clean. All right, we're going to take our final break here and come back and wrap it up. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. It's easy to jump on the Internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't plant I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon whip, no trim. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. I ain't plant 
Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Delicious food at great prices. That's what you'll find at J&G Restaurant, located at 462 West Henry Street in Spartanburg. Be sure to try out the ever-popular Pig 4, where you can choose four breakfast items that include gravy biscuits, pancakes, home fries, and much more for only $7.25. They also serve a variety of breakfast sandwiches, including the pork chop and gravy biscuit. For lunch, try out their salmon and grits combo. J&G also serves mouth-watering burgers and hot dogs. That's J&G Restaurant, open Wednesday through Sunday. Call them at 864-308-1730. Get Star Spangled Savings every day in July at Greer Nissan. Red, white, and new means great savings for you. Get up to $1,000 Nissan cash on select new Nissan trucks. Like the new 2019 Frontier and Titan SV. Drive away today for as low as 1.9% APR for 60 months. Plus, save even more with holiday bonus cash and red tag savings. The 4th of July savings are every day in July at Greer Nissan. Visit us today or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen Lively. Find it all at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to our last segment. And uh, there's a couple of things I need to touch on here. First of all, want to thank Lanny McKinney for all he does. Uh, last week, I gave him a little extra work when I forgot to push record. Yeah, I meant to ask you, were you able to get, get your copy of it from him? I took it over there, and he um, he has to edit it and do a few other things, before, so I couldn't wait under the shade tree for him to do it. So I, I picked it up Tuesday on my way back from Charlotte. And um, Lanny McKinney does a great job for us. Got our podcast. He'll have it up and running probably by 3 or 4 o'clock today. And he maintains the Budmore Engineering website. and This does a great job. It does a great job. It's behind the scenes, and he's there every week, and you can count on him. Well, he never asks for anything, but he's always there for us, and, and we really do appreciate it. Absolutely. And, um, I mean, he's he's my backup when I'm too dumb to push the record button. He put it on the flash drive, so we've got still got all the shows on. Um, I'm going to touch on a couple of things here. That I didn't get to earlier. The first one is ARCA, which I am not sure what time they race, but it is today, the Menards 250. Oh, I am sure. It's live on MAV TV. I don't know how you get that, but it's 10 p.m. tonight, and they're in Elko, Minnesota. So it's, uh, I tell you. I don't even know what MAV TV is. Well, they do a lot of the open wheel uh, they outlaw stuff, don't yep. they? They do actually a lot of dirt tracks. We see them over here at Cherokee Speedway whenever they have an event. Okay. That's a good good yeah. network. It's probably something you just have to download or, you know, I don't know. But it, they do carry a lot of racing. If you like racing, I'd say MAV TV uh, might be something you want to look into. And they might be running at 10 o'clock tonight to not conflict with the cup race at Kentucky. Or, when I was uh, with uh, Walter Mondale, when he ran for president in 1984, that's the hottest place. I didn't think Minnesota got hot, but it is scorching up there. I mean, 
they had mosquitoes flying around. You know, it was a land of a thousand lakes, and I think there was 10 million mosquitoes. And uh, they were as big as chickens. I mean, I never seen, been so <laughs> I never been so hot and seen such big mosquitoes in my life as I got in uh, Minnesota. Uh, Perry, I can I can vouch for you on that. I went up there a couple of trips in Trans Am, and you could go out to the racetrack. This was in June, July area, and it might be ninety five degrees at the racetrack. Then you get up next morning, and it was about thirty. And they had these mosquitoes. They were so big you could actually put them on a hook and throw them. Right over there next to the resort, we were staying and catch fish, all kind of stuff. But it, it, it goes from one extreme to the next. It can get hot and it can get cold and hurry, too. It stays hot. And I tell you, here about two degrees before the Minnesota Vikings play, but it's about 102 probably. And maybe that's why they're running at 10 o'clock tonight. But anyway, ARCA, 10 o'clock tonight, MAV-TV. The other thing I want to touch on here, and we bring uh, Alan back in. They ran the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship race last week at... Bowmanville, Ontario, at the um, Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, which was a pretty nice-looking track. I watched it on replay, and uh, they, your cars, your brother's cars, uh, Felipe Nasser and Pipo Durrani, they got behind, and they caught up, and they got up as high as fourth place, and were battling it out. And uh, the other car, and I learned to pronounce this guy's name, Last night on the computer, I put in, how do you pronounce, and I put in J-O-A-O, Barbosa, and every single translation was Joel. Like it's got an L on there, but the L's not there. And I had also asked my wife, who's Colombian, um, how do you pronounce that? And she said Joel. So it was, it was the same in everything. And by the way, he is Portuguese. So anyway, the other car, uh, the other Cadillac um the Mustang team with Joel Barbosa and Felipe Albuquerque, not Albuquerque, so now I can pronounce that whole team correctly, finished 11th. They didn't have too good a day. In fact, they didn't finish at all, I don't believe. But uh, let me just say, the winner was uh, Olivier Jarvis and the Mazda, who they weren't doing diddly squat at the beginning of the year and actually for like the past quarter of a century. And now they've won two weeks in a row. The second place car was the other Mazda of Jonathan Bomarito and Harry Tricknell. Um, third was Montoya and Dane Cameron. So uh, I guess we're just had, having a little bad streak for the, the Cadillacs and a good streak for the Mazdas. Well, the Mazdas, they, they certainly get their stuff together there. But uh, like you said, from what I've seen on that, they was in a class by themselves. So uh, if I know IMSA, about like my brother and him uh, two years ago, they was actually kind of doing the same thing. And IMSA kind of stepped in and said, okay, we're going to slow y'all boys down a little bit. And they will actually do something. They will either take some, what they, what we call boost on them cars. They actually aspirated cars. They will actually take some boost off of them and give them less horsepower. Well, you know, I hate to see it when when something like that happens and all of a sudden they start adjusting the rules. Because M's is going to do what they're going to do. But uh, um, And I'm sure everybody else would prefer to just see... The Cadillacs rise to the occasion and um, and do it without any any kind of a, a rules adjustment. And uh, as far as the five car, you was talking about it actually fell out. My brother sent me a picture earlier in the week. Whenever they got the car back, they actually tore it apart. And uh, the throwout bearing was stuck in the fingers of the clutch. Uh, for some reason, the engineer, they got to tell them about these boys. They want them to save fuel, save fuel, and actually telling them to mash the clutch in. 
and let it coast. Well, when you mash the clutch in one of these performance cars and the fingers on these clutches has got so much pressure on them that the throwout bearing was actually riding on them fingers and eventually whenever you ride it so long it built up so much heat it actually just pushed the throwout bearing all the way up into clutch fingers and whenever that driver said that we are going to go back green and he mashed the gas on that thing and it kind of threw everything out of balance and it actually broke the clutch housing in too. Well, that sounds like a, a not a common occurrence, but uh, I don't know. That just sounds unnatural to tell the driver to coast. <laughs> I well, mean, I when, guess. Whenever you're under caution there. Well, under caution, under I could ca- say it. Under caution, but I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. You're actually sitting back there. They was actually running, I think, fourth and fifth at the time. You yeah. Know, I mean, uh, I could. I could see it if you're if you're that actually that close on fuel and stuff like that. But fourth and fifth, I mean, you gonna have to take what you what your cars have actually dealt to you in the hand. Well, it's a two hour race, and that was the that was race number seven, uh, and they went 125 laps on a uh, which is 307.4 miles on an almost two and a half mile road course up there in Bowmanville. One scary moment was on the hundredth lap when. Uh, the June Coast Racing, another Cadillac driven by Victor Franzoni. Um, they didn't have a real good shot, sort of a long shot of it on, a, I guess, a stationary camera. Came into a, a hard left-hander, but he was just went into it dead sideways into the tire barrier. And um, it was a couple of scary moments until they got him out. The car was torn up pretty bad on the side it hit. And uh, he was injured, not very seriously, they got him out of there, and I know as they were interviewing people after the race, and I, if I'm not mistaken, even during the race, they were saying, you know, we thinking about Victor and I hope he's okay, and he's evidently a longtime competitor there. So uh, that was a scary minute. I tell you that, you look at those courses, and I've become so safety conscious, not because, well, let me put it this way. I just look at the tracks of what they have done because you have so many of these brand new tracks, like in Austin and in uh, and Birmingham and places where, I mean, they're they're almost like slot take slot car tracks on a big piece of plywood or something. You, you got to, you'd have to really go out of your way to get hurt. You got such runoff areas, and you look at a track like this one at Bowmanville, the Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, and. I mean, there's some places there that it's metal guardrail, and um, you know, it's it's an old school track. I guess is what I'm trying to say. You could get, you could get hurt. Yeah. You could get hurt pretty bad, and um, uh, so, you know, they uh, they did have a little shunt there, and I'm glad he's okay. Yeah, and uh, I think it's in Formula One that you actually see at the back of the field. You know, Formula One actually goes from a standing start. If you look at the back of the field, you usually see a big silver Mercedes back yeah. there. That follows that field around on the first lap. And, yeah, chase car. And they got an extra, actually, what to call a chase car, and it's actually got a medic in that car to where they can actually, you know, if they have a bad crash on the first lap of them Formula One cars, that that medic can get to that driver in a hurry and actually, you know. Absolutely. Now, you couldn't do that at Daytona, but uh, you, could, you can do it on those big Formula One tracks. But the good news is, the Formula, uh, the um, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship Series points. First place is Dane Cameron. Second place is Juan Pablo Montoya. And only three points back are your two drivers with Pipo Durrani and Philip Nasser. So uh, <laughs> they're by no means out of it with, uh, I think, about six or seven races left. 
Ricky Taylor is third. I mean, I'm sorry, fifth. Helio Castroneves is sixth. Jordan Taylor, seventh. Olivier Jarvis, who won last week, is eighth. Tristan Nunez is ninth. Ringer Vanderzand is tenth. Jonathan Bomarito is eleventh. And then your other two drivers, Joel Barbosa and Felipe Albuquerque. And they're only 24 points back. So, uh, And they're all the way back in 12th and 13th position. So still plenty of time for the Cadillacs to get it together and uh, bring home a championship. Yep. Uh, it's never too late in racing, like you saw at Daytona last week. Well, a little bit of luck wouldn't hurt. <laughs> um, all right, let me touch on what's on TV here in the last five minutes we got. And uh, I've already done it somewhat, but I'll go through it real quick one more time. You got the Cup Boys tonight at uh, in Kentucky for the Quaker State 400. That's on um, NBC at 7.30, NBCSN at 7.30. Uh, of course, Xfinity was last night. Their next race will be at New Hampshire Motorsports uh, Speedway, Motor Speedway in, uh, for the Lakes Region 200. That'll be July 20th. That's next week. <coughs> Excuse me. That snuck up on me. The trucks will be running, uh, as I said earlier, in the Gander RV 150 at... Um, July 27th at Pocono. Formula One is tomorrow. They've already qualified. I think I said that was over about 10 o'clock this morning. They're at Silverstone for the British Grand Prix. That will be 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, 9.10 actually, on ESPN2. And the Indy cars will be uh, take a break between Formula One and the Indy cars. In fact, you can take a pretty decent break because they won't run. Here it says a weird time of three minute, uh, 3.42 p.m. I don't know. I mean, that's cutting it pretty exact there. But let's just say you tune in at 3 o'clock and you'll get the pre-race. And that's on NBCSN, the uh, Honda Indy Toronto with um, their next race coming up the next week at the Iowa 300 in Iowa on July 20th. NHRA, NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing will be in um, nowhere this week. Next week, they'll be the Mile High Nationals in uh, Morrison, Colorado, out there in Dallenback country. And the World Series of Outlaws will be Friday at the Battle of Michigan, Hartford Speedway, Hartford, Michigan. The Badger 400, Wilmot Speedway, Wilmot, Wisconsin. Greg, um, I want to um, tell you how much we appreciate that you have such a relationship with the Dallenbach family that we can get them all on the show. And thank you so much. I think Paul Dallenbach was one of the best interviews we've ever had. Oh, no doubt about that. And I was just fortunate enough to grow up around a lot of these famous people. One other worked for Bud. And, and, and I love doing it. I love being on the show. And, and fortunately, uh, the people that come on the show like coming back on the show. So it, it's a team deal. Uh, I just enjoy being here. And, and, and like I say, we get somebody... A little bit different deal, like Pike Peak with with the uh, with Paul Dolan back. And, uh, well, we, what blew we, me away was he's so busy. I mean, he's doing so much. He's doing yeah. commercials. He's doing movies. He's racing. And he asked you. I mean, I think he told you, if I, I'm not mistaken, can I come on about ten minutes after and I can talk longer? You yeah. know, we have a lot of people. It's like they come on and they're nice and everything, but sometimes it is a little like pulling teeth or. I mean, Michael Waltrip, he cut us off in the middle of the interview because he had to go do something for Fox. That's fine. Yep. But Paul Dallenbach's as busy as anybody, if you ask me, and as oh, big as really. anybody. And I didn't realize it, and he gave us a lot of time. That, that was unreal. We definitely talked to him before the end of the year. But coming up here in the next couple of weeks, three weeks, 
Uh, we're working on a good one for next week, but I do know we do have Edsel Ford coming up within about a month. Uh, that'll be great. And listen, today, talking to uh, Paul Dollenbach really renewed my interest in, in Pikes Peak, and, and I spent a lot of time today and, and this week, too, looking at YouTube videos. And if you go on YouTube and look for Pikes Peak Monsters, you can see some great runs up that course. They've got a lot of stuff on there, and, and he talked about the GoPro on his car which is a honking beast of a race car, a hybrid of everything that makes a car go fast. And it only takes eight minutes or less to go up that mountain. So ride up those 156 turns with Paul Dahlenbach in that car uh, with that engine screaming and him ship. That was another thing. He's got a stick shift. You know, you'd think maybe yeah. they'd have the paddle. But, uh, man, he's hitting the – I guess he's got a clutch. But I know he's hitting the dadgum uh, stick, and it's something else. Just – it's all over YouTube. Yeah, no, it's, it's not one of the big long sticks like you think about in your car. Oh, no. It's just a little small one kind of mounted on the side. But he flicks that thing, and, man, he is moving. you got to take your hands off, the, one hand off the steering wheel to do it. Mm -hmm. And with 156 turns and uh, going over 100 miles an hour, it is really tough to do. So, what a great show. I'm sure we'll have another good one for you next week. And um, we'll be back. We'll see... Uh, Who's going to be on when Greg finds us somebody? But in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg and keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3. Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Sports trending now. This report presented by GEICO. Great.